Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brain Food Podcast. I am Casey Thomas and this week I want to talk to you about brain blood flow again. (laughs) But this time I want to do a different spin on it. I want to talk about some stuff that might actually be bad for you and might worsen brain blood flow. We've talked in the past about a lot of different compounds and things and strategies that can improve brain blood flow, and I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those if you're curious. We've talked about how you can walk two minutes out of every 30 minutes where you're sitting down in order to stave off the decreases in brain blood flow from being sedentary. So like if you're working a desk job or something like that, just set a timer and walk two minutes out of 30 as much as you can. We've also talked about things like blueberries and cocoa flavanols and how those can improve brain blood flow. But if you haven't heard those episodes, the quick recap is brain blood flow is very important. All right. Your brain is constantly in need of hormones and chemicals and compounds and nutrients from the food that you ingest. It needs oxygen. All right. It needs a lot of stuff. Your brain is very needy. And it also has to get rid of waste products. Your brain is doing a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of waste byproducts that have to get out of the brain. And so the blood is the avenue through which all this transportation happens. And what we see is that people who have better brain blood flow tend to do better on cognitive tasks, and those who have worse do worse. Okay, so go back and listen to some of those. But this week, what I want to talk to you is about some foods that might actually worsen this brain blood flow. And yes, I'm sure you've heard of things like heart disease and atherosclerosis, where a very slow buildup of plaque in the vascular tissue will occlude the blood and eventually lead to things like heart attacks and stroke. And that process takes a very long time. That takes years and years and years. It's very insidious. But a more interesting question for someone like me and you Is there any harm in acutely, like one time, just a single time ingesting quote-unquote unhealthy meal or unhealthy food item on your blood flow to your brain? And so that's what some researchers decided to test out. This was a research study that was done in 2008. It was done by Tentaloris, spelled T-E-N-T-O-L-O-U-R-I-S. And they wanted to test the effect of an acute ingestion, of a single ingestion of an isoenergetic meal on endothelial function. And by isoenergetic, all we mean is that it had the same amount of calories. So they were calorie matched. It wasn't like someone consumed uh, 5,000 calories and then the other group consumed only 500 calories. Okay, They were calorie matched meals and they were relatively similar in macronutrient composition as well. And so they wanted to test this specifically on endothelial function. In one group, they had to consume a meal that was very rich in monounsaturated fats. And the other group had to consume a meal that was rich in saturated fats. And so the specific meal that they used was four pieces of white toast with 40 grams of either butter or olive oil. Now, butter is very high in saturated fats, and olive oil is very high in monounsaturated fats. And so how it worked is participants, without any food, the researchers measured their endothelial function. 
then in a crossover design so that what crossover design means is that you yourself if you're a research participant you get to try out both arms okay so you get to try out both the olive oil and the butter situation and see how your body does and so this this is kind of cool i'm a fan of these designs because it removes a lot of variance between people because it's you in comparison to yourself so they had the baseline measure of your blood flow rates and things like that and then they compare relative to yourself did anything happen or change when you ate either the olive oil meal or when you ate either the saturated fat buttery meal and they split these up so that way there was a suitable washout time so they did the baseline and then they did one week you got either the olive oil or the butter and then one week later you came back and did the opposite treatment that you to the one that you did in the first week and so let me tell you some some of the results from the study did surprise me the unsurprising find for me was that the saturated fat butter group saw a 16.7% decrease in blood flow. And this number is pretty high, let me tell you. So a 16.7 decrease in blood flow. I expected there to be a decrease in blood flow. I or you know, I wouldn't have been surprised to see this, but that magnitude is something that I wasn't I wasn't anticipating seeing. And the other finding that truly did surprise me, I, I had no idea that this would, would happen, is that the, the olive oil group, the group with the, with the high mono and saturated fats, they actually saw an improvement in blood flow. Okay, They saw a 5.2% improvement in their blood flow. And that's really weird to me. So in normal sports nutrition guidelines, we actually tell people to limit consumption of fatty foods before any kind of big activity. And so the fact that we have this data now saying that actually monounsaturated fats might actually improve blood flow, that's, that's interesting. That kind of turns something on its head for me a little bit. So what's unclear, though, is whether or not it has to do with the monounsaturated fats per se or whether it's due to the olive oil itself. And we do know that olive oil is rich in a lot of compounds called polyphenols, and those have been shown in the past to increase nitric oxide. And nitric oxide, as we've talked about previously in, in other episodes, this will dilate your blood vessels. Okay, so this could by itself be causing the improvements, or maybe it's working synergistically with the monounsaturated fats. And that's what the researchers believe is that the monounsaturated fats within the olive oil, as well as the, the natural polyphenols, were working to cause this improvement that we saw. The big takeaway from this, though, is that saturated fats are harmful to the endothelium in the short term. And this starts as soon as two hours after and is maintained up through six hours later. And the researchers didn't test after six hours, uh, but it could be could be longer than that, honestly. And it could have started sooner than the two hours. The researchers only looked at hours two, four, and six. So it could have started almost immediately and it could have ended 12 hours later. We don't actually know. So what I want to do real quick is just remind you guys of some other foods that are high in saturated fats so you know to avoid these immediately before your important cognitive tasks. So things like butter, cakes, biscuits, fatty meats, 
things like sausages and bacons and other cured meats, you know, a lot of our heavy fat cheeses, our pastries, creams, like ice cream, uh, coconut milk, all this stuff, very high saturated fat. Okay, so you want to make sure that you are avoiding these before your cognitive tasks. On the other hand, our monounsaturated fats, and particularly olive oil, seem to be a good alternative if you want to include some fats in the meal or snack prior to a cognitive task. So things like olive oil, things like nuts, and in particular we're looking at things like almonds, cashews, pecans, uh, macadamias. Condola oil, also not a bad choice, but I'd opt for the olive oil. Avocados, great. Nut butters, olives, even peanut oil. This will all be pretty good for you as far as trying to get that monounsaturated fat intake. Okay? All right. Well, I just wanted to quickly come on and talk about that. The punchline is avoid your saturated fats, increase consumption of monounsaturated fats in the time period immediately before your cognitive tasks. Okay? That'll do it this week. I hope that was interesting to you. And if you have found any value at all in this podcast, if you can, please do share it with a friend. I am trying to grow it, and that will help me out a whole bunch. With that, I'm out of here. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.